Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast, episode 26, Game of Thrones and giving fans the finger. I'm Sally. And I'm Melissa. And I'm Frankie. How are we doing this evening, y'all? I'm good. Uh, You know, summer's getting here, it's getting warm outside. Yeah. Uh, I recently purchased a 10 foot by 100 foot slip and slide that's going to make an appearance <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, awesome. So you're going to be like the most popular dad in the neighborhood. Yes, I am. I am that guy. So, okay. You live in like the Stepford Wives neighborhood, right? I live in a very nice neighborhood. Yes. It's very, um, the lawns are great. The trees are great. And identical to one another. They are very identical. We all go outside at 5 o'clock and bounce a red ball. Okay. Quick question. So if I was driving down your street, could I tell your house from the other houses? Um, you might be able to tell my house from the other houses, but not really because if you do not follow the rules, you will get a letter from the HOA. Okay. Okay. So I asked that The exception being when he's like, diving on the slip and slide when there's a when there's a huge brown streak of grass because the slip and slide plays havoc on the yard then you can tell my yard i was just curious because that means you probably can't put in a pool oh i've that's yes i cannot put in a pool i cannot i'm not allowed to put in a pool and here's the thing that's funny i have i have tormented my neighbors by saying I was going to put in an above ground pool, like not like like I'm going to go to Walmart and get the four hundred dollar one and get the four hundred dollar Walmart <laughs> pool and just set it up because here's here's the thing that's crazy, that pool they actually can't do anything about because it's temporary. It's temporary, and it's it a, will kill your grass. And I like if my wife would not hold a pillow over my head at night. <laughs> And it didn't cost like four hundred dollars. I mean, it's four hundred dollars is a lot to just, as you say, stick the middle finger up. But like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, it's it's temporary. It's just you know, it's just it's a summertime a thing. thing. It's summertime. I'm gonna yeah. you know put it up, take it down, put it up, take like it down. Like Christmas decorations. That's true. Exactly. Oh, huh. there's a part of me that would love to do it. It worth the four four hundred dollars. No, it would is it like there's a yes. If I win the lottery, I will do it. If you win the lottery, you'll move. Oh, that's why I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Melissa, how are you? No, no pool in your backyard, but I, I know why. Yeah, not yet, but I'm with Frankie. I'm not opposed to setting up one of those seasonal pools and just having a good old time. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk my brother into getting an in-ground one. That would yeah. be awesome. It's hot in the South, man. It does and does indeed. And it is supposed to be 100 degrees this weekend. And next week, no rain in sight. 100. <laughs> so, yeah. Fortunately, we have lake access. Yes, but, we do. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to have yeah. something else to in from time yeah. to time. We're excited to be headed up to the lake this weekend, actually. And I'll just uh, shove my kids off the dock into the lake and call it a day. But they don't wear life vests. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's not much else to do around here uh, that's not entirely true but I, I mean nobody wants to go hiking in this weather no you'd have no. to be nuts to go hiking in this weather i did so. it in georgia all, all summer long yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm a little bit nuts but yeah. those close to me already know that <laughs> I'm planning to do a 50-mile bike ride the second weekend, in, second weekend of June. Why? Just because. Because he can. Yeah. Now, we'll say this. There are, there's one winery and two breweries between point A and point B. Nice. So you may, may be making a pit stop to rehydrate with alcohol? I will, I will be hydrating. I, I will there's, be... there's some science to back that up, that beer, actually, in moderation... Does a good job hydrating you. What's the yeah. point of moderation, though? Loggers and pilsners, they're very light. <laughs> not be pounding a heavy IPA. Okay, okay. No stouts? No, no stouts. Stouts <laughs> in 100 degrees do not go together. <laughs> okay, so... News and Notables? Yeah. Okay, well, the fast one is Dark Phoenix is coming. Woohoo. Can't we, wait to see that. I mean, I'm kind of meh on it, but I saw another trailer for it, or I saw the trailer again for it, and it looks fairly intense. Are y'all excited? That's the same weekend as your uh, bike ride there, Frankie. You gonna still going to go see it? Yeah, I'm doing a bike ride that morning. Um my mother-in-law and father-in-law will be in town, mm. so I will um, see if I can get a, you know, kind of a date night out of it, or escape night, or whatever you call it. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I, you know, you Are you going to take your son to go see that one? Who, who me? Melissa. Her oh, son yeah. is, is yeah. a teenager. Yeah, I was like, uh, no. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know why I wouldn't. I mean, is that something he'd be interested in? I guess is what I'm saying. I think so, and I think he would definitely be willing to go watch it with me, even if he's not like super into it. But I mean, he's he's mostly into superhero movies, so well, I think he would be interested. Do y'all think this is sort of a philosophical question? Do y'all think that Dark Phoenix is a superhero? Like, do y'all put the X-Men in the superhero category? I mean... I do. Dark. You do? Okay. Like, the Dark Phoenix, she's a villain, but, like, yeah. the X-Men are absolute heroes. Superheroes, yes. Um, just a quick question. Y'all were very upset that they made Venom an anti-hero. Are they going to make her an anti-hero as well, do you think? Who no. knows? I Who knows what the way writing's that. going? But, uh, you know, it'll give us a chance to see Sophie Turner again. And hopefully um, it's appropriate that we're talking about this before we go into Game of Thrones. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll do this, this movie justice. But who knows? Who knows what they'll do with her? Yeah. You don't think so, Frankie? I don't think she'll be an anti-hero. I think she, I think she will be the villain. Um I don't know if I know. I don't know if I believe that. I think, um, you know, I think, I mean, we see Magneto, Magneto as well. Um, I think 
he'll be more of an anti-hero kind of a thing. Magneto? Yeah, because he's gonna they're gonna have to try to like he's gonna have to work with the X Men to try to stop her. Like she's a different class of power mm-hmm. when she's the Dark Phoenix. You know, How do you is, mean? She's like Infinity Gauntlet strong. Yeah. That's sort of terrifying. Yeah. She's is um Who's the X-Man best capable of going up against her? There isn't. Not even Deadpool? Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she would she would reduce him to atoms. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, but yeah. he he heals himself. No. no. No, no. She could reduce him to atoms and then put his atoms inside the sun. She is the most powerful mutant. Yeah, I mean... No question about it. So is she actually a mutant or is she possessed? Yeah, so that's the Phoenix Four. So Marvel Girl was just a... Who, who Jean Grey was originally. She had, you know, you know telekinesis and... Um, telekinesis and uh, was psychokinesis where she could, you know, talk with her mind and move things with her mind. Then she was, you know, leveled way up. The Phoenix Force kind of came into her and, like, Boom, like really took her to a different place. And made her evil. Well, the Phoenix Force, it, I think you almost have to go beyond good and evil at this level. W- where you see right and wrong and good and evil is this entity is not going to see that like you are and I are. You're 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 projecting you're projecting human values on something that is beyond human. Hmm. Interesting. I mean I'm Okay. Okay. It's just not really something that has ever been in my wheelhouse. I always, my, my X-Men, my X-Men stuff dealt with like the cartoon and then the early X-Men movies, which I found a little disappointing. And so I remember Melissa saying to me at one point that she was really disappointed with the Jean Grey character because she was supposed to be so powerful and then was not. and But I didn't have any context for that, so it didn't really impinge on me, my enjoyment or lack thereof of the film. So it'll be interesting. I just, I just have to think or have to wonder if they won't potentially make her also kind of an anti-villain or an anti-hero. Although I know there's two d- different things, but I'm saying I- I'd-, I'd be surprised if they made her a straight-up villain. I would too, because she's so powerful. I mean, she's got telekinesis, uh, telepathy. Um, she can reconstruct things at a molecular level mm-hmm. as the Dark Phoenix, not as Phoenix, but mm-hmm. as the Dark Phoenix. Um, she has force blast, kind of like Captain Marvel, um, energy absorption. I mean, does this resurrection (laughs) pyrokinesis? I mean, all these things, it's like, she's indestructible. Yeah. So I don't see how they're not going to make her just kind of either die or turn around. So how would you kill her? Is her her human body too 
fragile to deal with the dark phoenix forever or she can reconstruct that so what's the problem i mean i think i think in the movie they'll have to Jean gray will mentally expel the phoenix force she's committed suicide in the past yeah hasn't she yeah it seems right so i think that's the only way to defeat her she has to expel the force from herself so Jean Grey has to be the heroine of the piece, right? And has to. Take that would it. that would be that's my that's my that's my you know pre you know my guess going into this. So the movie potentially could be the conflict between Jean Grey and the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. All right, the other thing that happened and it happened today because this is the twenty second of May, the Vanity Fair coverage for the rise of skywalker dropped online and so for those of you with with um subscriptions to vanity fair you will be getting your vanity fairs in your mailbox soon and the rest of us can buy our vanity fair copies on june 4th and there are so many pictures from the rise of skywalker i am very excited a little nauseous but excited Frankie, what are you thinking about this? Uh, I'm super excited. It was really, it was really fun to see, kind of get the you know that sneak peek thing mm-hmm. to read the articles, you know the articles online. So, yeah, it's going to be you know I'm excited, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. excited, mm-hmm. and some of the fun you know seeing seeing Poe and Billy D. Williams sitting in the you know with Julie in the background. Mm-hmm. That that picture, I don't know. It just did my heart good. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's a... Now, I I, uh, I have some thoughts about that, uh, but it is good to see, definitely good to see Lando in the Phoenix, or in the uh, Falcon again. And I always welcome a shot of Chewie. I think there was a shot of Chewie cradling BB-8 like a baby, which I thought was amusing as well, for better or worse. I was amused by that shot. And... I found some of the quotes from the articles very interesting. This, there's just so much that dropped today. I, I don't have, I haven't been able to get all my thoughts together about it. And I'm not really sure even where to start because there's just so much information that dropped today. And we know that Wadi Rum is a new planet. It's not Tatooine, which is interesting, right? Yep. Uh, we know that Naomi Aki's character rides a different version of a space horse than a father. Uh, let's see. We saw a really good picture of Carrie Russell's character. And they referenced her as as sort of a suspicious character in the article. Not... not she doesn't, she doesn't sound like a good person necessarily. I'm using air quotes for good there. So I think we found out some, some pretty valuable information. The other thing that has happened recently with Star Wars, and this is going to lead us neatly on to our discussion of Game of Thrones, is that we have discovered that the Benioff and Vice trilogy is the next trilogy up beginning in 2022. And Benioff and Vice are the geniuses behind Game of Thrones. So, Melissa, how are we feeling about Game of Thrones? That's a great. It's dead to me. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> I am not happy. And I, I actually, like, started really collecting my thoughts on what I hated about it. Because most of what I hated about it was in this last season. Um, but... They just got so sloppy. I mean, from the beginning, from the beginning, they made sure that you didn't get attached to anyone. But at least it made sense when mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't stray so far from an individual's character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this last one just caught me completely by surprise. Okay. Um, I sent you a clip, a mm -hmm. little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. seeing both a little video because neither one of you watched it. Um, so it's, you know, Daenerys talking about, you know, her, how she's there to protect the people and she's not like Cersei the and innocence. she's not there to, right. She's there to protect people, the innocents, especially. And then, you know, I'm just going to go jump right. I mean, this is a spoiler review as always, but um, she turns into the mad queen. And she just goes in and it's like, oh, I didn't get what I wanted from John and I'm furious with the world now. So I'm going to go in and destroy men, women and children, even mm. though they had sounded the bell and surrendered. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. just totally out of character, just went in and mm. killed innocent people. So to be clear, would you have a problem with her becoming the Mad Queen if, for instance, they had spent more time showing the de-evolution or the devolution of her character into the Mad Queen, or did you feel like it was too far, too fast, without proper character development? Yeah, that's exactly. Like, I, okay. I could have believed it if they had spent a little more time, but this was way too much, way too soon to make it believable. It just came across as super sloppy. And right. I, I just kind of threw my hands up in the air. I was like, this is not the Danny that I've grown to love, which I did. She was one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. So. Also another Star Wars I, I tie in there. She was Kira, right? And. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. She was a, she's our potential Sith, female Sith. Uh, okay. um, <laughs> now, that being said, um, there is a history of madness in her family so maybe frankie you might know a little bit more about that from the you read the books you didn't watch right uh, i read the, the books and, wa and watched the first series the first season um yeah there was a, like the, the history of madness absolutely and even her brother was obviously crazy and had you know sold her off to try to try to um you know raise his army so he can go back and take back over his kingdom can i ask this question well, I'm going to. Is it not a little disturbing, this portrayal of, of quote-unquote, madness, of mental illness? Like, doesn't that, it's sort of in modern-day parlance, is that not a little concerning that this sort of, like, it seems like a broad stroke to paint, that, oh, this family goes mad. I mean, I... That's that not typically the way it works. Um, you know, usually that sort of thing, I don't know how old she is in this movie, but usually it rears its head kind of early on in life. Like in the 20s, I think, is when you 
notice if there's a history of, of mental illness in a family typically shows up in around the 20s from a little bit of research that I've done for reasons we won't discuss. But <laughs> um, So how old is she supposed to be in this, I wonder? I would say she just, she'd have to be in her late 20s, early 30s at least. Now, yeah, that's just I was me thinking looking 30s, at her, but I don't, yeah, yeah I don't Me know. just looking at the actress, that's not me knowing anything. But despite what I know about, you know, Real life mental this, illness. Right. Um, just storytelling wise, I felt like it was very poorly done. And as a fan of Game of Thrones, I was very upset about it. Not happy. This is not the way I would have liked to have seen it end. And then, you know, we go from this person, this character, who probably most fans were rooting for to rule from the iron throne and who gets it bran bran stark the guy who's broken who's disabled not that i have anything against disabled people but he contributes absolutely nothing throughout the whole time and he's just given the throne why <laughs> i don't get it really it's like what was that meme? I think I probably maybe shared it with you, but it's like when you're in a group project, the person who does nothing and still gets an A, that was Bran. Speaking as teachers, that probably should hit Frankie and I fairly hard. Yeah. The, the person that doesn't contribute, but I take steps to prevent that in my class, by the way. But uh, kudos yeah because that I is really there is nothing more frustrating than when you're in a group project and you're doing most of the work and yeah you can do surveys which i've had a teacher who did that and that was very much appreciated oh <laughs> like, i do, yeah, I, I, I do. To, you know basically determine if these people get full credit or not right. so um anyway I'm straying off well, topic, but I, I'm uh, my leaving aside who actually won the Iron Throne. It's my understanding that, and and I don't know the ins and outs. I didn't read the books and I didn't watch the series. And and as I as I'm hearing more about it, I'm really glad I didn't get invested in this. And I'll maybe get into it in a little bit, but it's my understanding. Again, major spoilers here. Like, why are you listening if you care about Game of Thrones? Uh, spoilers. But it's my understanding that she is killed by her lover. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So he kisses her and stabs her in the heart. Correct? Yes. yes. That is and correct. And that should bring up issues, too, because most women who are murdered in this country are murdered by whom? The people closest to them. Their husbands, their lovers, their, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that brings up a whole other shade of stuff that makes me cringe. Well, I mean, you didn't see it. So she gives a speech um, about how she needs to liberate the people and that, you know, everybody has gone through this horrific war between the White Walkers um, and then, you know, now she's the queen of ashes for, mm -hmm. uh, for Casterly Rock. And um, 
then she gives a speech basically saying she's going to liberate the rest of the world mm-hmm. with her dragon dragon kind of coming up behind her and her legions cheering her on and Tyrion is just shaking his head like and un- you know this is unbelievable this is not who any of it like they were all deceived <laughs> this was not the person that they chose to follow and um so he tells Jon Snow that he's basically the last resort like he's the only person that can get close to her she's got um Dragon out guarding her mm-hmm. and of course because Jon is um a Targaryen as we find out, he can get past Dragon. He kind of just sniffs him and lets him go past. And um, he goes in there, kisses her in front of the Iron Throne, and stabs her in the heart. And, and then the then, dragon and, just lets that go. Is okay with that? Well, that that was my question. It's like, why did he let her get away with Why did he let him get away with that? Does he... First of all, is John immune to fire, possibly? Well, Maybe if it's a question they that. haven't answered, then that's a problem, narratively speaking. Yeah, it, you don't know. Um, he's part of the family. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with He's basically her, he's basically Danny's nephew. So I, that is, which is another level of ew. But, <laughs> you know, they're like a year apart. But yeah, that's. That That's doesn't make it any Daenerys better. Nephew. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's a lot of that going on in the show. Like there's some brother and sister love going on in there. Yeah. There's so much shock factor in this show. Frankie, how um, much of that was in the book? Um, there's a lot of shock factor in the book. Okay, how much incest is in the book? <laughs> oh yeah. It's there. Okay. So especially in that family. The, um, the Targaryen. Yes. So, are we talking ancient Egyptian level incest? Probably yes. Okay. So, um, somebody tell me why I should devote my time, effort, and energy to watching these movies or, or watching this television show or reading these books. It's the second best series I've ever read. It's really good. It's um. It's not. I mean, my, my favorite word is not trite, like so many others. It's not just it's not just overused stuff. It's got a lot of depth. The character depth is really good. It's so good. Um, now, apparently you, not in season eight. It, well, like I said, so what I you know, you know what I read was George R. R. Martin, and so the season I read, I was really impressed at how well I thought that you know the first season followed the book. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they. You know, this is, you know, to the point that, like, I, you know, as I started mentally thinking back to the books, I was like, I started interchanging, like, those those characters, their, their faces took their place. It was that well done. Um, mm-hmm. That said, you know, and then I kind of ran out of gas because he wrote the last, you know, the last book he wrote. I was really excited because at the end he kind of writes this little note saying the next book is basically written. It'll be out before you know it. Get ex- mm-hmm. you know excited and he just stopped. He went and wrote you know he wrote a prequel to it called The Hedge Knight, which happens like a hundred years before, and it's like a juvenile novel. It's like a kid novel. It's not really w- well written. So 
uh, I'm kind of in a like because I need it to end, right? I want it to end. My my favorite series, uh, the Circle, the Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. He he died before he finished it. Mm-hmm. So even though the other uh, Sanders came in, Sanderson came Sanders came in and did a great job. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was. I'm you know, stuck in this thing because like, I've just held off. I've been like, all right, I've been trying to give um, George R. R. Martin time to finish the series. Mm-hmm. And he's just left me out there. You know, I know he's recently came out. I said, well, I'm going to finish it now. Mm. Okay. So this is what George R. R. Martin says. Uh, this is from house beautiful published today. Okay, so Game of Thrones is over and plenty of fans are traumatized by the ending. That ending being, spoiler alert, that Jon kills Daenerys and Bran freaking Stark, of all people, ended up being king of Westeros. Okay, I guess they feel the same way as Melissa. There's already a petition for HBO to redo the season and now disappointed fans are turning to Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin and praying slash hoping that the ending of his as yet to be written final books will be different from that of the show so will it according to the man himself yes and no martin hit up his blog to write a lengthy update on his novels the winds of winter and a dream of spring and provided some intel about what fans can expect ending wise how will it all end i hear people asking martin wrote the same ending as the show question mark different question mark well, yes, and no, and yes, and no, and yes, and no, and yes. Wow, way to be vague. But there's more, kind of. There are characters who never made it into the screen at all, and others who died on the sh- in the show but still live in the books. So if nothing else, the readers will learn what happened to Jean Poole, Lady Stoneheart, Penny and her pig, and so on and so forth, several, and a myriad of other characters, both great and small, that viewers of the show never had a chance to meet. And yes, there will be unicorns of a sort. And to the question of which will be the real ending of Game of Thrones, Martin says, this book or show, which will be the real ending? It's a silly question. How many children did Scarlett O'Hara have? How about this? I'll write it, you read it, then everyone can make up their own mind and argue about it on the internet. Fine, George. Write it, buddy. Write it. Like I've been, I've been sitting waiting for years. How long has it been? Oh. When we say years, I mean, how long has that been? Oh, uh, I have to Google. It's been, but literally, it's been years. Okay. Okay. Well, Melissa, it doesn't sound like you're alone with this disdain no. for. I, I have. I haven't seen. I think I've seen like two people be okay with with what Daenerys has done, and it like could... this is the first time that I've been okay with the thought of rewriting. <laughs> like I heard Star Wars fans like, "Oh, they need to rewrite," and I thought it was ridiculous. And and like this is the first time that I'm like, you know, might not be a bad idea. Well, I hated it that much, but. You know, there were some things. I was like, what? Okay. Because I try to look on the bright side, on the positive side, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, what did I love about it? Well, Brienne got knighted. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Frankie, was she in the books? Mm-hmm. Brienne. Brienne. The big 
I don't know. If yes, 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 yeah, she is. Yes, she's in Phasma. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's one of my favorite characters. Well, she got knighted. That was really cool. It was, it was just about time, you know, um, because she was a freaking knight and she deserved that. So that made me happy. Um, <laughs> the way Tormund looks at her with just like admiration and appreciates that she's a strong woman. Like, I loved seeing that portrayed. Um, it's a visually stunning show. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't appreciate the story, mm-hmm. visually, it was fantastic. And the music, mm-hmm. I mean, we will all have that theme song stuck in our heads forever. Um, it was an instrumental composed by, um, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, I always screw him up, but Raman, Raman Jawandi, Jawadi. <laughs> Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but it was amazing. And so many people are doing covers of it. Like two cellos does a cover of it. And I have that in my playlist, mm-hmm. just the thing, you know, the soundtrack of game of Thrones. Um, and he actually won an Emmy award for that composition. Um, what else? The battle between the hound and the mountain. That was pretty epic. So that was fun to watch. You, n- neither of you was, I'm sure the hound and the mountain. The hound, the yes. Right. Yes. 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 They were some, yeah. I mean, so many characters are so good. Well, you know, I'm going to say this as just in general, game of Thrones is a cultural event, right? I'm definitely not the norm at this point in America because I'm one of like the three or four people that hasn't seen a single frame of game of Thrones. So I'm sort of operating off of what has been said to me about it. And I've heard the words torture porn applied oh my to gosh. it. Is that appropriate? There was so much torture, so much rape. It is definitely not um, child appropriate. Like this is an adult show for right. sure. Do not let your children watch this people (laughs) okay well see but here's and that's the thing that's like i I, i'm hearing oh it's visually stunning and i'm hearing these other things but i you lose me when it's like oh a bunch of rapes a bunch of tortures like i just (sighs) that's the part i hated about it like it it but also we're also and i've said this before we're all so desensitized from movies and shows nowadays it's really difficult to watch a movie that just stirs feelings or show or tv series and this one does so it's one of the things that i love and hate about it i love that stirs those feelings inside of me of anger and of sadness and i can really just feel a lot of different emotions watching this show okay so This one's, I mean, it just, to me, this is really, I mean, it's tricky. It's really tricky for me. And I'm interested, I'm only really following this sort of debate because Benioff and Wise are at the helm of the next three Star Wars movies. And I'll be honest, as big a Star Wars fan as I am right now, I'm not excited 
it's concerning. I mean, because for sure. I think it was Benioff who said one of them gave an uh, gave an interview, and in that interview, he said that themes were for eighth grade book reports. Given <laughs> that Star Wars is all about themes and has been from the jump, if someone has that opinion and just wants to shock people for the sake of the shocking them, for the sake of the twist, I don't think that's worth watching. That's not good storytelling. And I... Well, I uh, I'm sure there are people out there that are okay with this because can this happen? Can people just snap? Yeah, but sure. And that's what happened. She snapped. Apparently that's the only way you can justify this. She just snapped. Okay. And is that you, you sent us a small video. Is that video clip true to what happened in the fifth episode of this uh, season? Where no. she went street by street in that no. dragon, methodically destroying. Is that what happened in that in that scene? That was not. Oh yeah, yeah. That video I sent you is exactly what happened. Okay, but so that's as far awfully... as like what we saw, um, what representation we had of her from season one through seven. This is a totally different person. It's just like she snapped. Okay, it was a totally people. There was no snap... leading up to that aren't generally that methodical right i mean that doesn't even that's true that's that is true i would think that someone who snapped would be just rage right rage monster not methodically going street by street it would be why does uh, why doesn't she go straight for cersei which, you know, you didn't see in the show because you didn't watch it, but she's going street by street. If I had snapped, I'd be going straight for the person exactly. who made me angry. Exactly, and, and there would probably be some collateral. women and children. Right, <laughs> there'd be collateral damage, right? But you'd right. be going straight for the person who caused you the most harm. You <laughs> wouldn't, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense to me that, they showed her in the video that you sent to me. They showed her being very methodical. And that, to me, doesn't speak to someone who, quote-unquote, snapped. That just doesn't, that that doesn't track for me with, with what very little I know of the character. So, as, as I said, to me, that, that's bad storytelling. So what happens head. in the book, Frankie? Do you remember? Well, so that's just it. So uh, the book ended with, you know, Jon Snow dying. The last book I read, Jon Snow dies. Oh, really? Yes. And and so my thought was when Jon Snow died is that he is resurrected by the Red Witch. He does get resurrected. He does die and he gets resurrected in the show. Does, does the so Night maybe, Watch, I don't does know the Night Watch kill him in the uh, series? Because like I said, I only watched the first season. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so, what happens in the books, and that's where it ends, and, and that's watched, where it needs to be picked up. Yeah, that's where it ends and needs to be picked up, basically. Okay. So. All right, um, well, we so, don't... So there wasn't an ending written. No, Benioff and Wise outstripped the 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 series written by George R. R. Martin, and from everything I can gather, it went 
to hell in a handbasket. So after they didn't have a story to write from, after they had to start doing it on their own, it absolutely went downhill fast. So by the time you the the meme of the well drawn horse goes mm-hmm. to the kindergarten drawn horse at the at the other end. Good looking butt of a horse, not so great, you know. And again, that worries me for a property I do care about, which is Star Wars. Yeah. So Yeah. Because I'm they... concerned too, because it was sloppy writing. It really was. And obviously he had no what this tells me is he had no clue how invested people were in these characters and he didn't care. And so what does that mean for us with star Wars? Frankie, you're arguably the biggest star Wars fan on this podcast. How do you feel? Uh, I'm, 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 I'll be honest. I, I'm scared. I mean, there's part of me that will be, so I need to do this. Part of me will be okay. Here's why. The Star Wars, you know, the, you know, the original series, this comes to an end. That the Skywalker ends. saga comes the to Skywalker an end. Skywalker saga comes to an end this year. Mm-hmm. So that will be a that will be a circle for me. That will be completion. Mm-hmm. Um. So if I'm, I'm I won't be vested in their stuff. Does that make sense? I won't have a love. I won't have a, this built-in love that like you can't mess with. Like the Skywalker Circle will have come to an end. So anything that happens after this is a new thing to me. Their okay. their their trilogy is a brand new trilogy that just happens to operate inside the same universe. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I won't be I won't be as inve- invested in their work. So. Like if their first movie is not good, I won't go see it because I have to. Right. right? Like, you know, when I saw Clone Wars, I was a little sick afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. but I had to, but I had to go see I had to go see the all the prequels. I had to do it. Right. I had to see, like. So. I won't be as vest, you know. I I will go see the first one. Sure. But, it, but if it's not good, okay. Sure. You know, I saw I saw three Fast and Furious or two Fast and Furious. It was fine, but I didn't see nine or how many ever they end up making. Just didn't didn't hook me like that. Sure. So. I, I'm concerned in a similar fashion. But I'm also really concerned about the way that apparently female characters have been treated in Game of Thrones. Oh, it wasn't just females. Oh, I know, oh, but, but, no, but I mean, I understand, but it seems like it doesn't sound like they took a lot of care with their female characters. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Theon Greyjoy probably suffered the most out of all the characters in this show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. There's there's no love in the books either. Like you can be absolutely in love with a character, this per you this you are you like the story like this, and then they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> they do not. Don't get attached. Do not get attached <laughs> to anybody. Okay, anybody. so would you call? Okay, when people 
when I think about Star Wars, I find Star Wars inherently hopeful. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to the creators of Star Wars, they use the word hope a lot, specifically with the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So they're handing off Star Wars to Benioff and Wise. Would you think that they would operate well within the framework of a universe that is inherently hopeful as a theme, which they've admitted that they find they're, they're scornful of themes, but is hopeful something that they can write? Well, I will say this. Um, and Frankie, confirm with uh-huh. me about, because again, I didn't read the books, but the story kind of started out with the Stark house. Yes. And all the Starks, well, not all the Starks, but the majority of the people who ended up doing okay and actually surviving this madness were the Stark household. So, I don't uh, know. No, the, like the, he, the, the head of the Stark, he, he dies in the first book and then... <laughs> Right, but of like yeah. all the casualties. Yeah, like the I mean, there's just, there's um, so many. Um, Sansa, Sansa, or however you say, it, yeah. lives. You know, there's there's more Starks that survive than they pretty the, much yeah. any other family's house. Here's my right. question: Do they deserve to survive? Yeah, the Starks are good people. They're basically good people. I will say this, you know, in their defense, the the storyline is not a this is not a hopeful storyline. This is Viking rape and pill, like Viking level. Yes. Like I would think not enjoy this. Celtic, think Celtic, like think think like almost Norse, like that kind of stuff mixed in there. Like I don't think I'd enjoy this at all. Um, you, it, it doesn't follow traditional arcs. Like I said, like, like and you, you know, you're, some of your main characters die like quickly. And some of the people like you pull for are bad people. Like your some of your favorite favorite characters are not good. Well, it's my understanding that early on they put in the work to redeem characters, but then I'm trying to think who it was, not John. Apparently someone Yeah, it, it's <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about this series over the last few days, as you can imagine. And it's all without context. But As it relates to Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, but not necessarily just that, but just in general talking about Game of Thrones. But it's a lot of folks in the Star Wars fandom who are into Game of Thrones as well. There's a crossover there. And one of the things that keeps on coming up was basically because of the way it ended this whole thing was a waste of time this whole thing was a waste of time i have a hard time disagreeing with that and that they didn't do the work to show that daenerys would actually massacre thousands of people right they Mm -hmm. they said that that was not not believable um I've heard, again, complaints about the treatment of women, the lack of diversity. I've heard all kinds of things about this that just make me go, wow, I'm glad I never got into this. You know? Um, Like, I've heard nothing in the last week that has made me go, man, I really wish I'd picked up on Game of Thrones in season one or two. Nothing. 
I, I will say this. I think you're right. I think you know yourself, and I think you're okay with that. That's that's fine. There's, I mean, there's a lot of people who didn't jump onto it. Um, it's, I will tell you, like I said, the book is the second best series, like as far as books I've read. Well written, like it just shocks you, hits you, makes you think about things differently. It is, but it's not, you know, it is not Harry Potter. It is not that. You know, it is different. It is completely different. And if you don't like gore and like getting down and dirty, like you're not going to like these books or you know TV series. So, but I, I will. I'll say until this last season, season eight. You mean season eight? Yes. Okay. Um. It was amazing, and it was worthwhile. Was season seven based off the books, or was it was that them as well? It was Benny well, Wise. Okay. And that's where it, it, I've heard criticism, more criticism, ever since it outpaced, it being the series, outpaced the books. Like, the, the general consensus I've heard is that Benny and Wise kind of suck at writing. I guess in the grand scheme of things, if you've got seven seasons that are good, well-written, and then you just have one, it's just, I had invested so much in so many of these characters, and that's why I was so angry at season eight. But it would be hard for me to say that it's not worth watching, considering it was so good for seven seasons just be prepared if you're one of those people who haven't seen it yet (laughs) and plan on watching it to be sorely disappointed in season eight so i'm gonna kick it back to an old series that what did you think of soprano sally Uh, i i was not a faithful watcher of the sopranos but i watched a lot of the sopranos if that makes sense like i watched i couldn't tell you which seasons i watched but i did watch some of the sopranos because I'm trying to just think of a series that you... That, that, okay. He was not a good guy either. No, no, no he, but he was complicated, and, and that I found interesting. So, for the record, according to um, the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm not a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes, but it is... I'm just, I was just curious, right? The final episode six is a 48%. I think that's generous. And the average rating, let's see, season five is also, or episode five is also 48%. Episode four is 58. Three is 74. So episodes four, five, and six of season eight have dropped way off quickly (laughs) um well i don't i think most people that rate on rotten tomatoes are very conservative well that is the critics that's the critics the audience score is 36 percent for eight for season eight. Yeah. But the audience score for the previous seasons would be what I'd 
curious about, but still, sure, like I'll, I said, I'll look. like most shows I've noticed that have a lot of violence uh-huh. or, um, you know, season, season seven actually has an audience score of 85. There you go. The critics like it. 93%. Um, season six is 94% by the critics, 93% for the audience. So season eight, audience score of 36% and the critics dropped it down to 67%. And that's, that is, I guess, a, an aggregate of all the, all of the uh, episodes in season eight. So, oh, it is, it is absolutely. So season one for the critics, 92%. Or, excuse me, episode one. Episode two, 88. Episode three, 74. Episode four, 58. Episode five, 48. And episode six, 48. So the critics did not find it. Yeah. The critics didn't even like it. So. And they like, you know, critics often like things that audiences don't. But in this case, the critics don't like it and neither does the audience. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to say about this? Frankie? No, I mean, like I said, I did go back and look to see when uh, A Dance with Dragons came out. It was 2011. Uh, Is that the first? No, that's 2011. That was the last book he wrote. Okay. Um, 2011. Okay. So, so, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Um, the Winds of Fire is supposed to be fourth. That's the next one. And A Dream of Spring are the next two titles. They're supposed to be coming. So, he's got two more books planned for the series. Uh-huh. So. You're waiting patiently. I'm waiting patiently. Hopefully, I, you know, part of me is actually thinking I can wait longer. I can keep waiting now. Um, because if he's angry, maybe that will get him back to work. You know, he's get off the beach and stop cashing all those HBO paychecks. Get back to work, buddy. Yeah, for real. It's a gift. Writing is a gift. It's difficult. It's a creative process. You can't just turn it on and off. I don't think it's hard. <laughs> Writing is hard. I will say that it's very difficult. Melissa. Any thoughts that you want to round out this episode with? Um, just, you know, ready to get it over with. This was <laughs> like one a- of those, it was one of those podcasts that I felt like we definitely needed to have, uh-huh. but it was just like reliving some torture. So, yay. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Frankie, I think she's traumatized. <laughs> She is traumatized, and I'm worried because, like I said, this is my second favorite book series, and to know that they ended badly does make me nervous as well. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, um, Melissa, uh, where can people find you on social media, my friend? You can find me at Babe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, Frankie, where can people find you? You can find me at GooniFet on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. 
Okay, and you can find me as Palmetta Blue on Twitter and on Instagram. And I think that we're done for the evening because it is evening where we are right now. And how would you like to sign out? Frankie. Uh, I'm going to sign out as always is always carry towel. All right, Melissa. Truth and justice. Truth and justice. All right. And I will remind you and ask that. May the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Bye.